Well, Neil, we're here in uh, in Amsterdam at IBC. We've uh, we've walked the halls. There's a lot of old stuff going on here. Uh, yeah, it definitely seems geared towards traditional media. Um, but I would say that we're pretty encouraged because NAB, which is sort of, I guess, the U.S. equivalent of IBC, has seen an increase in mobile-focused uh, booths and demos, exhibits over the last two or three years. So I think you're starting to see that at IBC as well with outfits like uh, LumaTouch or ShoulderPod or uh, Gian, uh, Sennheiser Shore. They all have their toes in the mobile market as well. So it's picking up. But why would it be so slow? I mean, you guys have been around for uh, quite some time. There's been mojos going uh, out and about for broadcast stories for quite a while. And still, this is very much a big camera, uh, big editing stations uh, kind of world. Right. Well, this is where you come if you have a couple million dollar annual budget to spend. <laughs> so whether it's a $3 app or a $15 app, it's not your focus for why you've come to Amsterdam for the week. So, you know, I think there's an opportunity to, dis to disrupt some of that market, but it isn't why people are here initially. Well, you walk around with the Filmic Pro shirt on. Uh, does that grab some people's attention? Oh, absolutely, I and mean, we call it our roving booth, but it lets us go wherever we want to go, meet up with a lot of companies that we have partnerships with, and then bump into interesting people along the way. So for us right now, and not to mention it's a nice little cost-saving measure as well, um, just seems to be the right fit. Well, let's talk Filmic Pro and where things are uh, heading. What's the latest news on, on the app? Um, oh, let's see, I guess the the big announcement for us at IBC is the integration for the Zhiyun Smooth 4. Um, we're doing demos at their booth at 1 o'clock every afternoon um, and 3 o'clock uh, every afternoon. Um, and we're certainly pleased with that integration. It's a wonderful device with a full range of functionality and so we're able to map the majority of filmic Pro controls to what they have available on the handset, including follow focus, uh, the focus pulls, uh, zoom wheel if you want it, um, all of our uh, focus exposure modes. Um, it's an exceptional product and an exceptional integration. Um, outside of that, I think in Filmic what you're going to see over the next 12 months is a handful of front-end media uh, capture apps outside of the Filmic Pro video app that we have now. Um, and then we have some high-end image processing stuff that we've had in the works for a couple of years but have not had powerful enough mobile devices to do what we want to do. So with the announcement of the new lineup of XS phones yesterday, we're cautiously optimistic that what we've dreamed of doing will finally be a reality. Let's talk new iPhones for a bit. Why would I want to upgrade if I have a, I'm a Mojo? Uh, if you're a Mojo, I would actually say if you're a video-centric shooter, I'm not sure that there's as compelling a reason. For camera aficionados, the new depth controls are certainly really interesting. And though I think we need to see more real-world examples of how the bokeh, simulated bokehs uh, are. Some of the examples that Phil Schiller uh, was showcasing uh, the other day were exceptional. But there was one particular photo that was actually, uh, we found a little bit unusual, which was a woman resting her face on her arm 
Um, and when you did the bokeh effect, her face stayed in focus, but her arm didn't, yet they were on the same focal plane. So that's not right? That was a little bit of uh, an unusual uh, image, but I think we have to get our hands on the device and be able to play around with it. But for the Brandon O'Says, the Jack Hollingsworth, the Nikki Fitzgeralds of the world, I think they would have to be considering uh, upgrading because it looks phenomenal. Um, Video-wise, if you're running into a processing shortage, certainly the jump in power seems pretty significant. Um, the larger sensor, that's interesting. Is it worth the price point? You know, only the consumer can answer that. One other thing that really stood out in the announcement from Apple is that they are focused more on subscription models for their apps. Yeah, well, you feel the question coming. Is that something where we would expect Filmic Pro to go? The short answer is probably yes at some point in time. And in some ways it's almost would be interesting to invert the question. And I think most consumers would probably prefer a one-time purchase and to be uh, done with it. But we're keenly aware that some people have bought the app you know, six, seven years ago for, say, $2.99 when it was initially launched. Um, we work tirelessly on this app pretty much 50, 52 weeks out of the year and plan to for decades more going forward. So at some point, does $3 justify 20 years worth of continual development? I think that that's what Apple is trying to get at, and I think Google as well that for the best experience, some sort of recurring monetization strategy ultimately ends up being a win-win for the consumer and the developer. So I see the logic in that, and at some point there'll probably be some movement there. But it is an imminent, and we want to do something that's deeply respectful for people who've been early adopters of the platform because they've helped us build the company, uh, and we're eternally grateful. Well, good luck and thank you. Yeah, thank you very much.